I thank you. Welcome to the Homegirl Ministry. It is me, your host, Ty, and I am so excited for this adventure that we are about to go on. This is going to be a remarkable journey. The Homegirl Ministry is all about just, you know, me being a homegirl, a regular, schmegular, degular girl that loves God and just out here spreading the good news and also inviting people to my platform, The Homegirl Ministry, to also spread the good news. And we're going to do that by sharing our God moments, our God experiences, our encounters, and really just debunking a lot of the, you know, untruths that we grew up with, um, with our walk in faith and just really, you know, discussing some of the things that we did not get to really embellish on in church. Some of the things that we were taught that we couldn't discuss. Some of the things that are real life because life is real. And I just want to be able to discuss those in a comfortable setting with a realistic approach, but also by, you know, uh, making sure that it is aligning with the word of God. The whole purpose of this podcast is for you to see that God is a monolith, but the Christian is not. And I am so excited to do that with you guys. So I am going to tell you my story and how I decided to start the Homegirl Ministry. Hey girl, hey, I am back and I just wanted to share my story with you guys. It is a crazy story, so bear with me, but it's also a story of realization. It's also a story where you begin to understand that everything that the Bible discusses is real and that we really need to make sure that we read the word of God so that we know how to move in this world. And, um, you know, this this is crazy because I grew up in the church. Um, I was in the church like off and on, uh, but mainly grew up in the church. My mom wasn't a preacher. My dad wasn't a preacher. I just had one of those Southern Baptist families um, that went to church all the time. Like we went to church all the time. When I was younger, my mom, she would send us to the country from the summer, for the summer, my family Um, On my mom's side, they're from this small town called Lincoln in North Carolina. It's about 35, 40 minutes away from Charlotte. So my mom, she would send us to the country in the summertime and we would stay for weeks. And so we would be with my grandma, we would be with my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. Like we would just be all over um, Lincoln at different family members' house for a set amount of time, just enjoying our summer, you know, because my mom, she grew up in the country. She felt like it was a really good, you know, foundation. And she just kind of wanted us to have some different perspectives of life and how it looked. But honey, when we went to the country, you know, the only thing that you do in the country is um, you eat good, um, you, you talk and you spend a lot of time with your family, you know, and your cousins and all those different things like that. And, and you go to church, you go, you go to church. So, um, I would stay with my grandma mostly. And then I would stay with my aunt and my uncle a lot as well. And I, I just remember we were always going to church. It was just always something going on, you know, at the church. So when I got older, my mom, she stopped sending me to the country for the summer. I would be at home. 
um, you know, doing other things that I wanted to do. But, you know, so when I got older, she kind of, you know, reduced that and we weren't going as much anymore. But I remember being in seventh grade and living with my mom and my sister and my mom wasn't really going to church like that my sister wasn't going to church like that like i said i would go if i would go to my dad's side my grandma always went to church so like when i would go to my dad's side if i was with my granny i would go to church but in seventh grade y'all there was this church that was down the street um from our apartment there were actually two churches in our neighborhood so there was this church that was down the street so for some reason I just started going to church. Like I I would get up, I would get dressed on Sunday and I would go to church. Church had vacation Bible school, like so I would go to vacation Bible school. They had like all these different things going on and I would just, you know, take myself to church. And um, after a while, my mom started going with me too. Like she started, she started going with me um, to church and so we both started going to this church. And then my sister and so our whole family, we we went to this church um, and we became a part of that church. And I went there all the way to I graduated from high school. When I went to college, I would come back and come to this church and everything like that. And then there was a couple of times when I was up there in college, there was always churches that were connecting to the campus. So I would go to some of those churches as well. But what I don't remember is that I was just going. And the reason why I think that I was just going is because it was a familiar to me. It was something um, deep down inside me that just would say I needed to go. I can't recall if I ever felt like um, I wasn't aware of my connection. And I feel like a lot of us are like that. Like a lot of us, we know God because God is in our DNA. He is who created us. So he is always within us. But I don't feel like we always answer the calling because God is constantly calling us until we are, you know, working in our purpose, um, until we are totally aligned with him. So I just remember always getting up and feeling the need to go. But I don't even know if the things really like resonated in me consciously but subconsciously they were feeding God's spirit inside of me and that's what kept me going but I wasn't at an age of where I was consciously aware of this connection that I was you know um just you know this connection that I was nurturing I just knew that subconsciously my body needed it so it took me there but um anyway went to college um came home, had a son, and started really in my mid-20s looking for church. That's when I consciously was aware that I needed God in my life and I needed to align with God. So in my 20s is where I got uh, hooked into church and, you know, it really, you know, started sinking into my bones and I really started feeling it in my heart and in my my body and my mind and you know things were becoming aligned and so I was going to church I was going to church and I was going to church and when I was going consistently and I was going to a good bible-based church that was giving me that good word and I had a prayer life and I had this accountability circle you know with these sisters in Christ um you know my life really started to change it really it really started to shift and you know when your life is starting to change and life is starting to shift you know, uh, um, things are going to start coming for you because 
you know, darkness is always attracted to light, even though light can always be darkness. But, you know, darkness, it can be attractive. You know, you can't really see what's up in there. You know, so you're trying to see what's going on. You know, you put your little foot in, and before you know it, you, you know, you get swallowed up. You know, and so you have to fight your way back out of it again. So there were times where I would get distracted, and I wouldn't be on that righteous path that I was on. And I would just be doing things that I really just didn't have any business, things that were just, you know, um, that my flesh welcomed, but uh, my spirit was like, "Mm, you know, what you doing? But um, so, yeah, so then um, I I wasn't going to church again and (laughs) I stopped going to the, the church and I went on this whole like journey of just like trying to dibble and dabble in other things and figure out you know what was going on but the whole time what I needed is I needed my spirit to be fed I needed my spirit to be nurtured but I knew that whenever I really connected with the Holy Spirit and this is going to be a whole different uh topic that we're going to talk about one day but I knew that once I really connected to the Holy Spirit that I had to grow because I was going to be convicted by some of the things that I was doing and I didn't want to be convicted like that. So I think a lot of times we try to choose other avenues of faith because we do not want to be convicted and you know we want to make peace with those things that are convicting instead of casting out those things that are convicting so that we can feel like we are comfortable and so we be wanting a sprinkle of God but we don't be wanting the whole thing because you know that that's just too much accountability for some of us and so that's kind of what I was doing so then Uh, I got back into it again. I got back into church and I was going to church. And, you know, what I started doing is when I got back into church and I started serving in the church, you know, very heavily, um, that can work two ways. You know, there are multiple ways to serve in church. You know, when you serve in the backgrounds of church and you're making sure that church is happening and you're making sure that, you know, um, things are being posted and they're being streamed like in a timely manner it's easy to become detached because you start working church like it's a nine to five you start making sure that you you clocking in and you clocking out and you're you're hitting things and so you become detached from God you become not detached from God because you don't love him but detached from God because you stop being in the church for the reason that everybody else is coming like you start serving because you want other people to get the experience so you're cultivating and curating the experience but you are no longer experiencing the experience like you are in the presence of the experience but you're not in the mindset of the experience and so you're just getting the experience residue but you're not actually um getting filled and so that's kind of like what was happening to me and so whenever you get off track like that you stop taking care of your faith life and what i mean is um you know you stop praying as much and as intentionally as you used to do and you know you stop um you know just being a uh, a product of god and you start just kind of living and I think whenever we don't have anything devastating or traumatic happening in our lives we you know we just begin living and we don't always lean on our faith as much as we should because we feel like well I'm good like I got money you know I'm not struggling I got a man my my child is doing well you know you just you think of all of that stuff and 
because none of it is you know directly connected to pain you you forget that um following God and and being of faith and you know being rooted in God is not only about prayer during seasons of pain and prayer during seasons of challenges that is also about prayer and during seasons of joy you know prayer for sustaining you know prayer for you know just being able to um you know, have all of these things and be at the place where you're at. And it's also about prayer for growth and, you know, prayer for purpose. Like, what do you need me to do now, God? Like, how can I continue to glorify you? So that, that, so that happens. And, you know, we have to remember that. So I I had got detached, you know, I wasn't really, you know, being as connected as I had been. And I just kind of was just living, going through the days, going through the weeks. So let me tell you what happened is um i was at home by myself uh for a while i had someone come in and do a service in my home and um, i went and got my son from school you know the rest of the day goes by and we got ready to go to bed and so we are in bed uh my son is in his room and he's sleeping I am finishing up my chores and I decide that I'm going to go to bed. And in the middle of the night, probably about 2.30 a.m., my eyes opened and I am in my bed and I'm on the side of the bed that is closest to the door and I am facing the door and my eyes open. And when my eyes open, I see this mass that is in my doorway. And it's like a black mass and it looks kind of in the shape of a human, but it's, it's really not in the shape of a human. Um, but I could see that it wants to resemble a human. And so automatically when I saw this mask and the way the mask was looking at me and the fear that is stirred up in me, I automatically knew right away. I said, this is a demonic spirit. And so I was scared. I was frightened, um, you know, when I first saw this and I was in my bed and in my mind, I just started saying, you know, I plead the blood of Jesus. 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 Lord, help me. God, help me. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I was so scared. Like I was just so scared. And so it was like coming in flashes. Um, and it got to my bed and it was standing right in front of me. And I was like, oh my goodness, I plead the blood of Jesus, Lord, help me. And it grabbed me. It grabbed me by my mouth and it opened my mouth up and it started trying to like climb inside of my mouth. And I was panicking. And then I realized, I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm saying this in my mind. I need to say it out loud. I was so out loud. I just started saying, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I was like, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And I'm saying, Lord, help me. And you know, God is, um, he is saying to me, like, you know, you know how to fight this type of spirit. And I'm like, I, I have to use scripture. Like I have to use God's word. Like that is what protects me. So I started praying and I started saying scripture and I was saying Matthew and I was saying, you know, Psalms and I was saying Philippians and I was just saying all these things. And I started calling out God's promises and 
you know, and it got into my mouth and it was in my throat and my throat was burning, but I was still saying it. I was still saying it. And, you know, and I was like, you know, you know, I was like, Jesus, you know, when you left this earth, you said that you would not leave me alone. You said you would leave me with the Holy Spirit, that you would leave me with, with a friend. You know, I said that you said you would leave me with the Holy Spirit as a guard. Um, you know, and I was just, you know, saying all these things and calling out these scriptures and just saying, you know, what God told me. And it was an all out war, y'all. I battled with this demonic spirit for almost an hour. If it wasn't an hour, like I battled with it, um, for, you know, almost an hour. And you say, um, you know, and I, and I just was like, you know, battling. And I told her, I said, you know, this house belongs to the Lord. Like you can't have me. I was like, in this house, you know, the blood of Jesus run down these walls. It's in every nook and cranny. Like his presence is here. Like I am his child. I'm like, you can't have me. You can't have my son. You can't have my family. Like you can't have us. Like, you know, in this house, we serve the Lord. I, I said, you cannot have us. And you know, finally, after warring with this thing for about an hour, you know, it, it, it only got to like the top of my chest and it came out like it came out and it, it backed up and it left. And I still kept praying and I still kept praying. And, you know, and God, um, you know, he, he told me to get up and he told me to get my Bible. And then I got up and I, I got I, I got up and, you know, and I, I went in my phone to my Bible and I started just, you know, saying verses, saying verses, saying verses, saying verses. And, you know, and I, I was loud. Like in the, the last part of that battle, I had got loud because I had to declare and decree, you know, what this house was about and what was not about to happen to here and what this demonic spirit was not about to do and how it couldn't have me and how it couldn't have my son. I was so surprised my son didn't wake up because I was in here going, it was going down. And so, you know, after I did that, then this, this peace, this like calm came over me. And, you know, and God told me it's okay. He said, you know, it, it's gone. Like you can rest, you can go back to sleep. So I, I went back to sleep. Uh, you know, I went back to sleep and, and, and when I woke up the next day, I was, my body was sore. I felt like I had been in a fight, but I felt like I had been like in a physical fight. My body was sore, you know, my throat was hurting. You know, my chest, it, it, it felt like I couldn't breathe. I said, oh my goodness. You know, and um, even though I had won and, and God was there with me, you know, I, I was feeling fearful, you know, and God had told me, he told me, he said, let me tell you something. He was like, this is not about, you know, you belonging to me because we know you belong to me. God told me clearly. He said, this, this is not about you being saved and baptized because I know you are baptized and saved. You know, I seen your, your water birth. He, he knows that. God told me that this right here, this whole situation that happened to you is about your sanctification. I was like, ooh, mm, okay. About my sanctification? Did you did you say sanctification? S-A-N, you know, I was like, N-C-T-I, okay. So I was like, ooh, this is about my sanctification, which, <laughs> listen to me, I, I understand, because a lot of times what we do is we go and, and you know, we get baptized, and then after we get baptized, you know, we, we start, um, 
thinking that, you know, that's all, that that's the end. We like, oh, Jesus died on the cross. I believe that Jesus is the Savior and the Son of the Lord God. And, you know, he died and he came back three days later. Then he ascended into heaven. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is here. He left us with that. And then that'd be the end of the story. That's all we want to talk about. But no, God told me. I needed to work on my sanctification with the sanctification is that that's the renewal of, of our fallen nature by the Holy Ghost received through faith in Jesus Christ, who blood of atonement cleanses from our sin, whereby we are not only delivered from the guilt of sin, but we are washed from his pollution, saved from his power and are enabled through grace to love God. So that's what God told me I needed to work on. He was like, you got baptized and you got saved, but you know, now it's time for you to be sanctified. Like you, you have to live sanctified. And, um, you know, me and him, we had to really talk about the thing. Cause I was like, you know, I like this. 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 And he was like, you know, that doesn't mean that you're not sanctified and that you can't live sanctified. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, like, because what we do is we try to live and look the way that our parents told us to and our aunts and our uncles told us to and the way that our grandparents told us to. So a lot of us, we, we don't want to be saved and sanctified because we are afraid that we would lose ourselves. But I'm here to tell you, you're not going to lose yourself because in God, you're going to find the very best version of yourself you're going to find your greatest self in God so whatever falls off of you during this process is only the things that were holding you back the things that were holding you down the darkness that had clenched onto you because it did not want to see you be your best self because the Bible says that the devil who I also refer to as the darkness. Um, you know, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He he comes to devour. Um, so, you know, that's what he, he likes to do. And that, that doesn't always look the way that we think it looks because sometimes it is covered up in different things. You know, in the Bible, John 10 says... The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. That's what God said. He said that thing and he meant that thing. So, you know, and so what I am trying to do here is I I want, I, I started this because I had an encounter with God in which God talked to me about my sanctification. He said, it's not enough to be baptized, you know, because once you get baptized, you know, you, you on the brink of knowing. Once you get baptized, you made a declaration. You're saying, okay, you know what? Dip me dip me so that I can bury all that I have going on in this watery grave and that I can get back up 
and I could be renewed because I know that God has a way better life for me than the one that I've been authoring myself. So with that said, I decided to start the Home Girl Ministry because I was like, I want people to know and understand that I am just a regular, degular, schmegular, cool folk who loves God and who knows that God has done an amazing change in me and that he has changed my life for the better. God has put me in places it connected me to opportunities that I never knew that I could have. You know, he has shown me different ways to move so that I could be in moments where I got information that I didn't know that I even needed and open my mind up to see where I can use that information in my life. Show me that these talents that I have are for a purpose, that God births new things in me all the time. Like God gives me epiphanies. Like I will be asleep and I will be thinking about something. I'll be like, God, you know, I need you to help me with this. Like I need to figure out what I'm gonna do. And I will wake up and have ideas implement those ideas and they will be amazing and it's like i'm just so glad that i have opened up my mind and my heart and my spirit to receive the things that god has for me because he has birthed beautiful things for me he has given me opportunities like i said that i could never imagine he has connected me to people who are wise and who are sound like you know he has given me just you know the ability to see things for what it is i used to be so caught up in so much different stuff that was a devourer it was just a time waster and that's another thing that god has done for me he has showed me what my devourers are in life things that were eating away at my joy and happiness and because he has done that for me and because my eyes have been open to see what was time wasters and the things that just didn't serve me any good i am walking and chopping them down right and left and becoming the best version of me like it's falling off and you know and I appreciate that and I ain't no preacher you know um God told me that he told me he said I ain't no apostle <laughs> I ain't no prophet he was like you know he said I ain't no preacher you know um but he told me he said but what you are is you are a teacher you have a way of explaining information and you know telling people things that makes them you know want to really uh, understand it and figure it out for themselves and see that it is truly some good in these words that I share. So that is why I started the Homegirl Ministry and I am so excited to, um, you know, get these episodes up and popping for y'all as I talk to just different people that I once again have been connected to because God told me who to reach out to. Like when he told me to start this, he told me like, hey, reach out to this person, this person, this person, this person right here because you need to have them on there and I need people to hear their God moments too. So, Lord, I thank you once again and uh, I will see you guys 
on the next episode. This was just the intro, my friends. Y'all be blessed.